day is this? It's it's like October fourth, two thousand eighteen. October fourth. Wait a second, and it's January thirty first, twenty nineteen. Dude, <laughs> we have to think about the year. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I told you not to hit that button. Yeah, you know, I, I edited out all our podcasts between then and now. I, I, I can't believe this. The Four Hauntsmen are back. And you know what happened? We recorded four podcasts in a row, and it completely screwed up our mojo. We were on too much of a roll. Yeah. Well, and we to be fair... So the last episode we released was October 2nd, 2018. Uh, and, you know, we, we had done a bunch of stuff and to the point that, like, I think I think we took like a week or two break and then I came to Halloween Horror Nights and no one wanted my opinion on Halloween Horror Nights. So we just stopped recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's we went way off the rails. And you know what the problem is? Somebody asked, like on Twitter, I remember this distinctly, like, when is the next episode coming out? We were like, oh, like in another week. Yeah, anytime now. And, it's it's been another week. We just hit the fast forward button. <laughs> well, it it truly is another week. It's just not. The, it's just the, not the next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we we've got uh, Paul, we've got Kyle, we've got Joey. Joey, hello, hello. Yes. How you I'm doing, back buddy? From uh, I'm back from Warner Brothers. Yeah, that was a hell of a long trip, dude. You've been out there for months. Yeah, so I was in line for the Conjuring maze. Still, it just took forever. <laughs> Three people at a time. <laughs> so, uh, just to, to recap where we left off, because, you know, obviously we're in 2019. We're actually in full swing of uh, rumor season. This is where code words have come out for Halloween Horror Nights in the parks. And people are excited already about Halloween. And it's it's literally nine months away. But uh, the last show in October, uh, it was our fourth consecutive show. We had... Mr. Johnny Bronto on from Haunt Scene on that show, and uh, we talked about local haunts that we were ramping up and hitting at that time because we were into Halloween Horror Nights. We were into Hollow Scream. Um, we had hit Warehouse 31 and 13th Floor, and uh, we, you know we did we did a lot of fun stuff, and then we did more fun stuff so much so that we just never talked about it again, and wow. we suck. Nah, no. <laughs> we we left you waiting in anticipation, and hopefully you guys are still sticking around, um, or have stuck around, and and uh, you know you're, you're pleasantly surprised by this notification on your podcast or YouTube feed. Uh, but yeah, we we have a couple things that we never talked about um, <laughs> since our last episode. I don't know if you guys remember, or if you're new to the show. I have for the last I don't know uh, since HHN. 18 um other than two years had come opening weekend for every halloween horror nights uh but because of hurricane season keeping me away i wasn't able to come until mid-october this year and actually another hurricane was coming through and i had to change my flight and come in early to avoid the hurricane uh that was coming so i left my loved ones to deal with the hurricane and came down to uh to orlando listen that's important stuff, you know? <laughs> They're fine. It's Virginia yeah. Beach. We never get hit that bad. And we didn't. Uh, but uh, so I, I went to Halloween Horror Nights. I went to, to Tampa Hollow Scream, which, um, you know, I, I went uh, with a with a couple of folks, some on the podcast, some not. And uh, I don't know. I You know, I, I enjoyed both. Um, I really had a blast at Hollow Scream. I know we, I don't know that we went too deep into it last time we were on the show but uh 
you know, I, I had a, a really fun time with it. I think uh, we made a mistake by going Saturday night. Um, but thankfully, we also went to Cigar City Brewing right before going. So <laughs> it wasn't that painful. We, we numbed the pain a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was it was very crowded. But we used that uh, Fright Fest. Fright Feast? Fright, Fright Feast. Feast. Yeah, Fright, Fright Feast. Feast. Um, and uh, we were able to hit almost every house actually no we did hit every house um, we made it all through with the express from the fright feast yeah and uh, i really enjoyed it i loved the simon slaughterhouse i know that that house got a lot of uh you know crap uh but i i, I, I it literally I, smelled like it. It that did. was one of the houses with that smell inside yeah. of it but i loved it i loved i loved that they had an entire scare zone that led up to it i like the fact that they had a dude serving barbecue in the scare zone um it was, you know, it, I, I enjoyed Hollow Scream last year. And it was my first time going to Hollow Scream probably in, I'm going to say, eight years. In Tampa. In Tampa. Yeah, yeah. I go to Hollow Scream in, in Busch Gardens, uh, Williamsburg every year. Yeah. It, it, the, the first time in the year, we, I, you know, we went to Hollow Scream with uh, Mary and Jess and, you know, Jeep Seat family and... Um, a bunch of other friends all went together. Um, and I didn't think that it was as good the first weekend as it was when we went back, uh, when you were in town and it was so busy. And I don't think it's necessarily just because it was a Saturday night. It, it the hollow screen was really busy in 2018 because of the amount of houses that they had. They dropped down to six houses. Um, it was so busy, in fact, that that scare zone that led into Simon's, which was pretty awesome. I loved that scare zone and the way that it bled into the house. Um, they had to clear all the actors out of it because there were so many people there crowding the, the scare zone area. So it, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Hollow Scream this year. But I did think that the event got much better as the, the season went on last year. I'm looking forward to it again. Yeah, I think for, you know... I, I... As someone who goes typically opening weekend to these types of events, you do see changes throughout the event, you know, things that they learn. Um, yeah, they've been doing it for 20 plus years in, in, in the case of pretty much any major theme park horror event. But, um, you know, it, it's still like the new themes, the new actors, the new concepts. And sometimes it just takes a while to build into it. Uh, you know, it, it's... I. I don't think we talked about this on the show because we stopped recording, but I went to the Busch Gardens Williamsburg um, a couple times this year for Hollow Scream. And the first time I went, they had their new Jester-themed scare zone um, that was supposed to be like Victorian-era French Jesters that were scary. And I guess people didn't find them scary because the next time I went, it was Chainsaw Clowns. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, hold on. I thought this was the, uh, the, the fool's court scare zone. I mean, I guess it's still kind of similar, but it, it's funny the, the changes that they make for things that don't work, especially that one was a big deal because, you know, it was an advertised new scare zone that they just completely revamped or, or did away with. <laughs> That's interesting. And, you know, of course, so we all went to, Halloween Horror Nights last year and we went some of us from the beginning to the end and um, any final thoughts? I mean, Paul, we never got any of your thoughts on Halloween Horror Nights. Man, I don't even remember that thing. No. Um, <laughs> so, final thoughts is, you know, I, I think 
this year's Halloween Horror Nights or the or HHN 28 last year's Halloween Horror Nights cuz you know we're building up to this year's. I I I thought it was a solid year. I if if I were to rank it, um I would rank it probably above HHN 27. Um there were some some genuinely good houses this year both in the IPs and in the um in the original properties, uh, some some beautiful scare zone work uh, was out there uh, on display. So um, you know, I, I think some concepts really connected with people. The killer clowns, people seem to love. I thought the scare zone was was visually interesting and had some you know good actors and interaction. Stranger Things was an awesome house. Uh, Poltergeist, I thought was an awesome house. Um, other houses didn't really land with me. Halloween, trick or treat. Um, you know, I think Halloween, which is sadly one of the houses I was looking forward to, uh, the most didn't resonate with me pretty much at all. Um, and I don't know if how you guys felt about it. I don't really remember, but, um, I think you guys were maybe felt a little more favorable towards it than I did. I don't remember. What, Halloween? Yeah. Halloween four, I think. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, it was a rough one. Um, it definitely felt like a bit of a rush job, and that's no offense to anyone who actually worked on it. It's just one of those things that it just, for as a fan of the movie and of the previous Halloween houses, just didn't really connect with me. I mean, in fairness, I suspect, again, that um, this was not supposed to be Halloween 4, but probably based off the, the reboot of um, 2018 Halloween. Yes. Yeah. Tough to figure out what the name is at this point. But then again, <laughs> I, you know, um, so I, I was stalling for time so I could look up the houses. <laughs> um, you know, Slaughter Cinema, ton of fun. Carnival Graveyard, uh, you know, not scary particularly, but I thought it was a beautiful house. I actually like Seeds of Extinction. I know no one else does. Um, <laughs> scary yeah. Tales, another beautiful house. Um, I mean, just really, really intricate. Uh, lots of like hidden Easter eggs in that one. And uh, last but not least, in fact, my favorite house, I, I, it, uh, the underdog for me, Dead Exposure Patient Zero. I really, that house more than any other house scared me. Mm. Joey, what, what house did you like the best? Was it the, uh, the uh, mm. lo- lozenge in a wrapper house? <laughs> I like the oh, it was always between Slaughter Cinema and Poltergeist for me it was between those two all the time constantly yeah, Poltergeist Although, was be- better than it had any right to be it was scarier than the movie yeah it was good yeah yeah well I mean the movie's only scary for like two minutes at the end true but uh, at the Seeds of Extinction I mean so do we, do we agree we can use like our PG-13 rating on this one yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> okay, so the best quote, I think Kyle only went on it once. So no, the first time, every, every time that somebody came to visit me, I had to go through that house. Every time we were there, I'm like, you want to go on it? You're like, no. But the first yeah. time we went on it, it was like me and Mary, like everybody, we go through it. When they put our, our line <clears throat> in the giant conga from like way behind. So it took like an extra 30 minutes with Express to get through it. As soon as we come out that exit, I look you right in the eye. You just look at me and go, that house could eat a dick. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, really? I was like, it wasn't that bad. Like, uh, it, it, 
I didn't like that house. The witch house you know, are we talking sorry. about again? Seeds, seeds of Extinction. I liked it, man. I feel bad. Like we, you know, I've I've got a lot of friends and viewers um, and people that you know that, that we know that were in that house, and it's no knock to the actors. Like they, you know, they were very limited in what they could do. Um, you know, they had very restricting ghillie suits and and boo holes. Um, I didn't care for the house the first time that Joey was talking about too. Like we got stuck in the house because the conga line was too long and we got stuck in a part where it was raining on us consistently for like 10 minutes straight where we were just stuck um we couldn't exit couldn't move forward um but they fixed that left the flow of it i went through the house you know maybe just shy of 10 times it kept having people come to town that wanted to go through um so yeah the main problem was how damn far that was i mean seeds of extinction i felt like i was walking back to my hotel it was so far away, like to the point that I wanted to go through it. And I'm like, but I don't want to walk that far. Like I even had the fast pass or not the fast pass, but the HHN uh, Russia fear with express. Yep. And I was like, it's still like a 15 minute walk back there. And, and so I just didn't want to do it at the end of the night. It was like a Lord of the Rings crusade to have to get back to that house. <laughs> it really was. And, and and then you go through it and you're all wet. And then you got to walk all the way back just to go to the house next to it, um, which was trick or treat. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I will say that overall, the houses this year, I, I thought were fantastic. If I were to uh, say that HHN 28 had a weakness for me, um it was in the scare zones and and the uh, the Academy of Villains show. Uh, I I the scare zones. I didn't particularly get much out of any of them. Um, if anything, the harvest actually was was, you know, uh, pretty pretty fun. I enjoyed that one. I enjoyed the actors were really good in the harvest, and visually, Twisted Tradition was beautiful. But I. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a hashtag unpopular Wait, opinion. Was it was that zone called Twisted Tradition? The one in, I'm the, in Central Park. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm losing track of like what year what what that zone is called. It's always like the traditional zone, but yeah. But I'm I'm gonna throw out an unpopular opinion here. Um, I really think they need to stop doing scare zones in Central Park. I that area just is too crowded and. I, I don't get, you know, I thought I, I enjoy working through walking through those scare zones during the day because I get to see the props. But at night, between the fog and the 10,000 people in one small area, there's there's really nothing there that that it, it just takes away from the enjoyment of it. Unless you go on, I guess, a super slow night. I just feel like Central Park is too small now for the level of crowds. Which, um, just to put things into perspective, HHN uh, sold out every night that I attended, not because I was there, or maybe because I was there, um, but uh, sold out every night that I uh, attended of single night tickets. Yeah, it was a very busy year, and it's only going to keep getting busier. I, I don't think that it, you know, and there was a good discussion, like, was it Stranger Things that packed the people in? And I don't think that it is. I think it's this renaissance for horror and haunt stuff because it's 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 a good epidemic but it's hap- it's a, it's an epidemic nonetheless that's happening everywhere you know i went to six flags it's packed you go to independent haunts they're packed and you know these haunts that are independent now and we'll get to this in a in a moment but i mean they're doing all different types of holiday events you know christmas valentines um you know i won't be surprised if we see something for easter you know like it's the demand for haunted stuff is off the charts and 
I agree. I mean, that scare zone is, is kind of constricted, you know, or constricting um, when, when you go through its choke point. Yeah. I think it could be a decorated. I mean, certainly keep the, the, the pumpkins and the trees and all that. You know, Bush Gardens has areas that are heavily decorated that aren't necessarily scare zones, um, in both Williamsburg and Tampa. And I think that that is a perfect area for that, you know, to set up this this cool traditional Halloween themed walkthrough, but the inclusion of actors or any props that block that walkway, uh, you know, it, it, it makes for just a bit of a, a claustrophobic nightmare. Yeah. I thought that the year was, was good. Also, I think the the houses were, were fine. Um, some of them I liked better. It's, it's funny throughout the season, you know, where I thought like rankings for houses um, really changed a bunch, but I liked uh, the scary tales. I liked um, Carnival Graveyard. I liked um, uh, Poltergeist. Um, there was a lot to, to like. Um, you know, it, it, it. I think my appreciation factor changes also depending on how many people I'm jammed in going through those houses with. You know, and and the wait time and and stuff like that, and the crowd factor. It definitely plays a big part into the enjoyment of of the event i think to me and it that may be your mileage may vary for other people but you know as the events get more crowded uh, you know we i had a bunch of messages that were asking you know like why weren't you going as often as you did in prior years and i i went a ton i didn't film a bunch um when we were there but um you know it it, it was kind of like ducking in and out hitting a couple of things strategically and joey was there with me a bunch of times you know like it, it's it's frustrating, I think, when, you know, you have Express and you're waiting 30 minutes to get in to uh, a house and conga lining through. And, you know, it, the, the, some of the scares aren't there because you're just seeing like the jack in the box continually popping out, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, but that, you know, that that's HHN last year. Um, it kind of, um, you know, on the flip side, it, as far as not conga lining through and being pulsed a little bit we had the independent haunts but we also had um joey went out to um california and he was the lone hauntsman that went out to the warner brothers horror made here and we never got any feedback on it on the podcast at least so here's my short review that's the only thing you need to go to this year the ed it's the best (laughs) i liked every i mean hmm what did you like about it? Well, everything. Uh, so getting there is very. So I did. Okay, I guess to preface it, I did the uh, Losers Club, which is kind of like the VIP ticket, where you get. I mean, the big thing is you get front of the line, you get two free drinks, and the the bar themed after what's that show, True Blood. Uh, but they also park off site at the main VIP area and you hop in a tram, these little, little tiny trams are almost like luxury golf carts. And they take you across the street through the back lot. And then from there you walk in. But I mean, just from the moment you walk in, it's you're on this back lot. And it's just so cool. Like how they themed it, decked it out. They had map projection and windows. And at no point did I ever feel like universal Orlando or, you know, Hollywood or any of these other haunts where you're constantly bumping into people. I mean, you had so much room at all times. You could just stick your arms out and you would never touch anybody for the most part. So as far as the mazes went, I'll say my favorite one was, uh, ironically, the Camp Crystal Lake. 
it's and I, I probably had a really really good showing of it but you hop on a tr- one of those little golf cart trams they drive like group of like you know eight or ten of you to the lake you get off and it starts off you know pretty just like you expect you know there's a girl comes ready to have a cabin like oh jason's gonna get me the guy who plays jason and i sent you the picture like he legit jumped out of the water in the lake and just started marching up towards us from the beach and it was at that moment, like my, I was with my buddy Dan. He just looked at me and was like, "Thank you for inviting me. This is the greatest thing ever." I'm like, "Yeah, that, that's amazing." I mean, I don't know if he does it all the time. Like, I watched one of the videos, and he was already on the beach. But just seeing that was ridiculous. Um, but then you kind of go through it, and they had a few Jasons, and it was kind of reminding me of Universal, where you know they're big guys. And then you had your Freddies, and there's a couple of cool scenes with him. And uh, my runner-up uh, with. Batman, Arkham Asylum Maze. So we did that a couple times. I think we did it like three times. And it was different every time. So there was different characters, depending on which cast you got. And they also were in different rooms with different gags, uh, different lighting. So like the first one through, you know, I had like Poison Ivy. She wasn't in the next one, but now I had Scarecrow like in his lab. Uh, they had like branching pathways. Also, I ch- there was probably... Three good jump scares in that maze. One of them was, you know, ripped right out of David S. Pumpkins where you're in an elevator and <laughs> someone's by your feet comes through like a trap door. But if you like the video game, that maze was on point. I mean, and the actors in there were insane. Like the guys who played the Joker sounded like Mark Hamill. Um, the makeup on a lot of these characters, just a little details. At, every time we went through it, it was kind of like, taking my time that was another thing i liked when you're going through the mazes at warner brothers there's no ops in there telling you to keep moving you could just walk through the entire thing at your own pace it doesn't matter uh, except for the conjuring just because that's i'll get to that in a second but you could just take your time you could actually talk to like each actor if you want to i mean they'll have a conversation with you you go to the conjuring and it's kind of a different beast because it's very prop or um what's the word i'm looking for it's very set heavy. You know, you go into one room and everything's triggered to go off. And then, oh, they run you into the next room and the gags happen. Oh, now we're going to run to this room. And you're kind of going from like room to room to room, inside and outside. Was it cool? Yes. Um, was it worth the wait without the VIP? <laughs> eh, debatable. And then you got It. It was kind of like your typical Hornet's maze, but very, very long. And the biggest downside to it was you really only see Pennywise once and you may not even see him that one time because he was behind the three doors from the movie and you could open each door and if you open the right one he's right there so unless you're the person that opens the door you're really not getting an interaction with him so that he, part was kind of like the lifted from what they did on the street experience last year in, in Hollywood right yeah, they. I mean, I opened each door. You know, they actually had, like, one of them had the fridge, another one had, like, the girl that was hanging. And then if you open the door on the far left, Pennywise is there. And then you continue on through the rest of the maze. Uh, Exorcist was not a maze, but it was kind of like this 10-minute 4D show. And you got to really be in the front row to get the full effect of that because they had actresses dressed up like uh, Linda Blair and you know, the lights go off and they come back on now she's like hovering over you and just ah, like eyes in the back of her head you know vomiting and 
water spraying, lights go off, she's gone. That's cool. Very cool. It was cool. Uh, so out of think... curiosity, Joey, you said something about like <clears throat> you did the the Losers Club. Yeah. And you said, you know, if you didn't, you know, would, would it have been worth it, you know, waiting in the regular lines? Any idea of how long the regular line wait was? Yeah. So I went the very, very last day of the event at the end of October. So keep that in mind. Like anywhere, it's technically going to be crowded, although they have a set amount of tickets that they sell. The longest wait that I remember at any time was The Conjuring. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact they let in like so many people at once and they have to reset each room. It was about a 60-minute wait at its peak. Oh, wow. That's a long time. And, yeah, I mean, then we, we did Batman. You know, we, we, when we first got in there, we did a few mazes because everything was like a walk-on. Like when we got up there when the doors opened, so we're like, all right, we did Batman, we did Pennywise. I regret not running to uh, Camp Crystal Lake first, just because of how cool it was. We only did that once, because that line was also an hour as peak. And uh, they stopped it at 10 o'clock, I think, for some reason. So would I go there as standby? Yeah, you'll get, you'll get everything done easily. But it was just nicer to have that pass, because you could do most things twice. You never really felt rushed. You could... They actually had the prop museum that they have during the regular tour open. So I never saw that. So I got to go in there. They had like a Tim Burton exhibit, but then the rest of it was open. I thought that was cool. Uh, they had some dining. They had a lot of characters roaming the streets. They had um, another Reagan from The Exorcist outside of the church, and she was in full on character. I mean, just crawling backwards on her hands, like. <laughs> Jumping out, like, doing photos. A lot of them, yeah, they were, you know, Joker was outside the Batman, one of them, in the judge outfit. They had a stage show going. They also had, like, this really kind of like Dr. Doom's uh, Freak Fearfall, but in the middle, like a carnival ride version of it. Hmm. But, yeah, like I said, at no point did you ever feel like you were just stuck in a giant crowd. That's that's what I really liked about it. They had an awesome gift shop, too. Fortunately, most of the stuff I wanted was already sold out. <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying that. That's yeah, am I going to go back next year? Probably, most likely. If I still lived in California, I mean, I would definitely pick that over uh, Hollywood Horror Nights in a heartbeat. They put a lot of... There's, there's, there's a lot of detail in those mazes. I mean, Pennywise especially. Like, it wasn't really scary, but if you're a fan of the movie, it was cool. I mean, they had a... This one effect, you know, kind of like with the when you're in the sewer and the one kid had the lighter with the spray paint can. They recreated that effect. Uh, oh wow! Room where the girl in the bathroom with the hair that was pretty cool. Uh, the the one thing I like about Pennywise, it especially if you're only gonna have like one inside the maze, don't put him in a ripper mask. You know, take the extra twenty minutes to put the paint on the guy. But yeah, it was cool. And I think the the cool thing about it too was that they had the props from the movie integrated mm-hmm. in the houses, right? And the experiences. Yeah, they did. Um, Pennywise, especially like those three doors and what was in them, was directly from the movie. Uh, I know Conjuring. There was a few things. Like yeah, the original was Annabelle a... doll was there. Yeah. You're you're like right. I, at one point, I, I was right next to her. There's some really cool map projection in that maze. And then I'm sure everyone's seen the uh, big scare at the end with the nun coming out of the wall. Yep. When you see that done in person and you don't know it's coming, it's cool. 
it's really cool. <laughs> and uh, Batman, I mean, I keep going back to that one, but it was just so because I love the Arkham games, and that maze was just—I mean, I was like grinning ear to ear, and they were all just like spot on, sounded, looked like yeah, the video game counterparts. Hmm. I, I'm I'm sad that I didn't get out there. You know, I'm I'm interested in what they're gonna do this year. You know, and, and what they're gonna you know what when we spoke with the folks behind uh, the event last year, you know, they, they had explained like, you know, as far as growing, they can't be, you know, a, a, a Halloween Horror Nights. They can't add capacity, you know, they can add nights and they can't add more to the space that they are because they're a working set also. Um, but it's a case of what they want to be able to do. I mean, when we spoke to them last year, they mentioned um, the shining as a possibility there's also the possibility that they could do uh, a Harry Potter type Halloween event out there too. Um, you know, there was a, a bunch of different IPs that they had referenced last year that it, it's really interesting because, you know, if we go back to stuff that we talked about in season two, you know, so going back to like September time period or so that um, they're protective of their IPs and we're not going to see those IPs from Warner brothers at, Halloween Horror Nights um, in 2019. You know, we're not going to well, see... Warner... Go ahead. Well, as I say, Warner Brothers likes to protect their fantastic worlds, and I don't blame them. Yeah, I mean, so that's... A, that's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if there's any immediate, um, you know, red flags being raised, I mean, obviously it's from the rumored... Um, I guess we'll say it's fourth park for Universal, even a, like, third... Right, it's parked. Yeah, it, that uh, it had leaked that they were looking to use the Fantastic Worlds um, name, and the the you know the the word is out there that uh, Warner Brothers is filing injunctions to stop them from using that name. So, when we spoke with Warner Brothers last year, they were all about the fact that they they recognize that Universal is a great partner for them, um, and that they want to play nice with them or play fair. Um, it doesn't mean that they want to have them use their IPs, though. And I think that they're feeling themselves out because I think that over over time they realized that they, they were um, pretty much just um, leaving money on the table, you know, by not putting their IPs to full use for their own benefit out of like the, the Horror Made Here event. So I, I'm, I can well, I can see next year like I, I can see Batman coming back this year easily. I can kind of see Conjuring and it going away. Well, except that this year, right? So Warner Brothers is releasing another Conjuring film this year. They're releasing It Chapter 2. And um, The Curse of La Llorona uh, is coming out this year also from Warner Brothers. So they they have a decent... And, and Doctor Sleep um, is coming out later this year. The sequel to The Shining. So, you know, there's a decent amount there that Warner Brothers could lean on. Um, in their uh, in their horror event this year, yeah, yeah, La Llorona could easily go to where Camp Crystal Lake was. The it house was huge. I mean, it's you basically walked into these houses in the back lot, but you kind of kept going through different ones, and they were all just these empty rooms. But it was massive. Uh, Batman was kind of in a soundstage behind like a courthouse, also big. I don't want to see that one leave. That one was just too good. Conjuring, I feel like in the interest of time, they could replace it, but you would lose that one kind of 
special maze or experience you you're not really going to get anywhere else so it'll be intriguing so i mean i would look forward to warner brothers being out at um um it's summer scream again this year and hopefully giving uh, a nod out there to what the the ips are that they'll be using for the 2019 event so uh circling back to things uh that have happened since we met in addition to halloween based events because i mean we've for halloween by the way we also missed at one point talking about netherworld and uh, Six Flags Georgia, Petrified Forest, uh, we killed more zombies at the Budweiser uh, Brewery. I guess we didn't do a good enough job there, too, because like the Budweiser Brewery tour went out of business. Um, but uh, Netherworld, um, I went out to Georgia to check it out, and uh, I, I was blown away. Uh, never been to Netherworld before. Um, I can guarantee that uh, we'll be back there this year. This, I, I have not stopped talking about it since I went, and it's uh, it, it was game changer for me as far as um, haunts. It's it's you know people have this perception I think of going through a haunted house where people are going to jump out with sheets on them or something else because they go to horror nights and it's you know everything gets compared to horror nights. And I would I would say you know any day of the week that I, I believe that Netherworld was better than at the Horror Nights event. Um, I, I, I'm incredibly excited to go back again this year and to see what they do um, different. So, um, And that's not to say that Horror Nights is bad either. So don't take that out of that message because we still love Horror Nights, but Netherworld was amazing. Um, we just need to organize some type of um, group um, meeting spot so that we can get out there together this year. Um, but since Halloween time, we had um, Christmas events this year. You know, all hail Christmas. We had a, uh, a Krampus event at 13th floor in Jacksonville. Um, we had a great time out at that event. The the It was their first Christmas event up in Jacksonville at the, the 13th floor. And I thought they did a really fantastic job with it. Um, and so they they did so well, as a matter of fact, um, that um, the night that we went, we went the, the, I guess, the second weekend or the second Saturday, whatever. We went the last night of the event. The line was so long that it wrapped around in the parking lot to be able to get in. Um, and the 13th floor, you know, if you, folks that don't know, it's, it's a corporation-owned um, haunt. So there's 13th floors across the country and other haunts uh, by different various names that are under this um, parent organization they use that as uh, a measuring stick to see if they should do other holiday events going forward and they've since announced that they'll be doing um, a valentine's event um, based off of vampires and that's coming up in another uh, two weeks another week two give me a moment and i'll look that up um, but fantastic event um, up there for christmas with krampus and then warehouse 31 you can hear me type at the warehouse 31 did an event also um and theirs was uh based off of four individual like many haunts within their overall haunt um for um christmas fantastic time also um we spoke with the owner at that time when we were up there they let us film in the house because they're doing demo on the house um and tearing it down and redoing it um in, in different 
structure. They're not sure if they're going to do four haunts this time or if it could be two or it could just be one big one in the, the space that they have. Um, but they're they're repurposing that space uh, and reestablishing their haunt for Halloween this year. So they're going to skip uh, their Valentine haunt. Um, but going back to 13th floor, their Halloween event, I'm sorry, their Valentine's event is called Love Bites. And it's based off of vampires within the uh, haunted experience that they have there. 13th floor, really fun place also, by the way. They have axe throwing up there. They have three, uh, four mini games, three or four. I think it's four mini games that they have on site. Fun place that you could spend time. It's open year round for the mini games and for the axe throwing. And um, the haunt will be open. Love Bites. As soon as my website decides to pull up here. Not my website, but their website. Um, February 15th and 16th. So if you're in Jack's or you're around, it's worth checking out. Good time at the um, 13th floor location up there. And so... Yeah, I mean, Paul? yeah, I had a couple of... Uh, <clears throat> well, I shouldn't say a couple. There was one local haunt um, <clears throat> to me that did a uh, Christmas event. It was Frightmare out in Chesapeake, Virginia, and I attended. I, I had a, I, I had, I enjoyed it. Um, it's a nice local family-owned haunt. Um, the 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 big one <clears throat> that's closest to me that does events like that is Bennett's Curse, which uh, also did a Krampus-themed event. I was not able to get out there because it's a it's a solid four hours from me, and it it was only one weekend. Uh, same with their upcoming Valentine's Day event. I would love to go to it, but uh, I just don't know that I can that I can make the trek out there. I think it's the weekend before Valentine's Day. Um, but if you check it out, you should definitely let us know uh, what you thought of it. Yeah, it's funny. With the 13th floor, I think originally they were looking to do it the weekend before Valentine's and the weekend after. Or And looks like they just stuck with the 15th and 16th. Yeah, I think it just depends. You know, I mean, if these things take off, it sounds like some of these Christmas events did take off, then uh, they'll continue doing it. And, you know, for and if, for all these people who want year-round haunts, you know, this is the next best thing. It doesn't make sense that on a random Tuesday, someone's going to want to go to a haunt. But, you know, on holiday-themed events, you know, you can get your uh, St. Patrick's Day-themed haunt. You can uh, get your <laughs> Easter-themed haunt, your Memorial Day haunt. I don't know how that's going to work. But, you know. It, holiday themed haunts uh, certainly Fourth possible. Fourth of July, for, <laughs> with fireworks at the end. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, and probably the scariest thing out of um, you know having these Valentine's haunts, at least, is uh, the the folks that say Valentines instead of Valentines. It's time, not time. Valentine. <laughs> yeah, think of it that way. Uh, all right, so coming up. 2019. We got a few minutes here. Let's talk about um, HHN, Hollow Scream, whatever. What's on the the docket? What do we think is coming? Halloween Horror Night speculation already running rampant all over YouTube. Everyone's getting those hits and trying to talk up the uh, the the potential for what Halloween Horror Nights will bring out there. Code names are floating out there already. So people trying to decipher what the code names could mean. Um, obviously, I think you know IPs are limited. Uh, again, for 2019, I think more like partnership with like the Netflixes out there and things like that. So, um, you know, I, again, without beating it to death, Warner Brothers taking hold, a uh, stronghold of their IPs and Disney completed their acquisition of Fox. So 
Um, there's fewer IPs to be able to, to be used. So, you know, of course, you go on like the universal pass holders page and things like that. And everyone's still out there thinking that they're going to get um, it to come to the parks and, and things like that. And don't really see that happening. No, but, but hey, you may get some killer clowns. I, I, I think we will see. This is purely speculation. I haven't seen the code name list um, because honestly, those things are just like hard to decipher and usually not true. Um, I, I do think we'll see an expansion of Killer Clowns. Uh, that was really popular last year, uh, you know. And they're doing another Killer Clowns movie, and the 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 creators of the movie were very supportive of of the event. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Of course, we'll likely see Stranger Things too, season two or or some variation thereof. I still never finished watching season two. It's good. It's worth watching. You just got to get past that seventh episode that no one likes. Um, <laughs> you know, I've seen Haunting of Hill House thrown out there as a potential. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Um, you know, I don't know. I only because I I saw the show and it's basically like this is us but with ghosts. Um, it's not particularly scary, but it was popular. So you never know. Uh, I I do think if anything, we will see the potential that um, Universal will delve into their own horror library more. We'll probably see more Chucky, especially with the implementation of a new movie and TV series. Um, I do think we you know maybe they'll start reaching out to Netflix. You know, uh, Netflix has a bunch of of uh, horror uh, on their service that's doing really well. So and then Stranger Things certainly doing well for for uh, HHN. And that's just original. That's just the IPs. I think, uh, you know, I think what we'll see is we'll see a lot of original properties. But as long as they have the one standout licensed property like a Stranger Things 2, those crowds are not going to die down anytime soon. What do you think, Joey? What do I think about bringing Netflix in? Oh, all together. What do you think is going to pop up this year? Honestly, I mean, I haven't really... Uh, <laughs> I, I keep hoping for, I don't know, call it a hunch, but I have a feeling they're going to, you'll see a classic Monsters. And for a few reasons. One, Hollywood did it. Two, they're really big in a big push lately. I mean, with merchandise, murals on the side of sound stages in L.A. Um, well, and the whole Bloomhouse thing, right? You know, Bloomhouse is, has now been given the, proper, the, given the Universal Monsters to, to take the reins. Yep. That's yeah. going to be interesting because they don't have to be a shared universe, but um, I, I just, I don't know. I don't want more Netflix because I'd rather just see them do their own thing, to be honest. I don't need a whole bunch of IPs. Maybe I, Halloween I, 6. <laughs> oh, boy. Thorn. Don't get me excited. <laughs> I love the thorn. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I, I could see uh, Hill House for sure popping up this year and stranger things too i agree about the the killer clowns i think um for original ips i could see slaughter cinema part two come to be a thing this year um i think that they had a lot of fun with slaughter cinema last year and they had a lot of success i think that was like the one house that people really talked about afterwards because there was so much variation in the house um I think, you know, maybe we'll get a, an icon house this year. You know, next year is 30. Um, I'd have to yeah. imagine that for 30, we're going to get the return at least of Jack, if not more. Um, and, you know, 
I, I don't know. I, I think that you get a storyline set up, you know, to to put Jack in place or to put at least the icons in place. So. I would hope so. You know, we always hope for that kind of thing and they never do. The the last time that they did was at HHN 19, uh, which featured only for the final weekend. They had a scare zone where all the um, all the icons came out for, for one weekend only, the last weekend of the event. Now, that would be cool to see happen again, uh, you know, to lead up to, uh, to the big HHN 30. I think the other interesting thing is, I mean, one thing that, that and this is not coming from me saying that the, I, this is a fact or anything like that, or that, that um, you know, because I don't want it to, to go back to people and say, well, Kyle said this is what's going to happen. Um, the rumor that I'm being told or, you know, that, that people repeatedly are telling me is that there's not going to be a show this year. So that, you know, kind of like Academy of Villains had run its course and that they weren't doing an, any other type of show either. So uh, I, that would be really odd to me. Yeah, I think they need something, um, whether it's Academy of Villains or something. Uh, having no show, the shows seem to do well. And it, I, I didn't love the Academy of Villains show this year, but people, they, they help with crowds. It, it's something. Otherwise, you know, it you're really dealing with even more crowd control. People need a variety of things to do. Yeah, I think it would be really interesting. I'd love to see a show come back that's more in line with the event. I, I didn't dislike Academy of Villains. I don't think that it fit well into a sit-down type space. I like the vibe of Academy of Villains being on the street and kind of feeling like, you know, you can stand around and move around and you're not tied down to having to sit there and, and watch the show. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd love to see a Jack's, you know, the Jack's back type show or, you know, they, they've had similar shows in the past, whether it's horror magic or or something, just something more horror ish than just a dance performance. And don't get me started on Bill and Ted because I'm fine not seeing Bill and Ted again. <laughs> I I kind of miss Bill and Ted now. Ah, it's no. funny, but um, it, it's uh, I kind of. Yeah, I mean, I kind of miss that show. I think it was it was something fun to do and something good to sit down and rest for a little bit. So I'm going to throw one thing out here um, about Halloween Horror Nights before uh, as a, as a, I've not seen it anywhere. I'm going to throw it out as a dark horse that maybe we'll see despite not having heard any rumor to it. I, it's a universal property and all the creative are fans of it is the monster squad. I, you know, it, it incorporates the universe, the the classic universal interpretations of the characters. They are redoing either a reboot or something on it. I don't know. I, I would love to see that uh, come to to a Halloween Horror Nights, and we know just based on Twitter and Instagram feeds that uh, you know everyone in charge over there is a huge fan of the movie, and they do like to pull out you know an old an old film every once in a while that they were fans of. Yeah, I could see it. I'd see it. I'd go to it. I'd like to see a black and white classic monster house again. It's been a while. Actually, and what uh, Joey and I were talking about last night, you know, um, Resident Evil. Yeah, Resident Evil has a resurgence happening now. Yeah. Um, they could dig that Resident Evil Two house out of mothballs and uh, put that back up because that was they just redid that movie this year or redid that game this year. Yeah, and it, you know, I know when 
that house came out, everybody was bemoaning the fact, like, oh, you know, this house, and now it's popular revisionist history where everyone's running out to get the game and in love with it again. So it would be fun to see that emerge as uh, as a property. There's a well, bunch of there is another, there, games. Yeah, there's Doom. There's another Doom movie coming out later this year, and I think another Doom game. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, Hollow Scream. I know we're we're almost at time here, but uh, Hollow Scream 2019. It'll be interesting to see what they do with uh, Bush Gardens. Uh, you know, we're losing spots where there's there were two houses previously, um, and I think that's under like Quasi and the uh, Pirate House, and I can't remember the ride name that's going there, but. I, I, I think it might be that orange roller coaster. I'm not sure, but the uh, the spot for the house is gone. So you'd almost essentially be down to four houses, uh, you know, unless they find room for more haunts to be located in Bush Gardens. It's a really interesting logistics issue. So I think that that does it for the big two players, at least in Florida. Yeah, I think here in. Uh... In Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, we had the anniversary house last year that was advertised as one year only, uh, the Vault 20 house. So uh, I'm sure we'll see at least one new house, unless they're going to uh, to cut back on one house. Um, you know, I'd like to see some things kind of... Uh, I, I, I did hear that Cornered is not going <laughs> to return this year. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be replaced or if they're just getting rid of it, but... Uh, you know, I, I, you know, with 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 Hollow Scream here, and like the one in Tampa, you know, they do recycle some houses and and usually throw at least one or two new ones out there every year. So, but no rumors uh, as far as what those could be. And then uh, last but not least, I think we've got some hot cons coming up. We've got Spooky Spring Spooky coming up in um, March. It's actually happening the same weekend that Transworld is happening in St. Louis. But Spring Spooky, they've got a, a pretty good guest list happening already. Um, they've announced Christopher Lloyd. I know Christopher Lloyd's also announced for Megacon. So he seems to really be out there pounding the pavement for autograph dollars. Um, but uh, Christina Ricci is at Spooky. The cast of E.T., the cast of Cujo. Um, I think that they said Rico Browning is back there again. So... That's one of uh, Joey's favorite people. <laughs> we still have to ask him. We have to ask him about that foam uh, suit that was out at uh, Silver Springs. Um, so it's Spring Spooky coming up. I'm not sure if we'll hit that or Transworld at this point. I think I'm kind of 60-40 on going towards uh, St. Louis instead. And HauntCon just wrapped up. That's another giant... Uh, convention for haunters across the country to go to and of course then we also have midsummer scream coming back up again in july um and you know when we left there last year i was like oh it was a great place i'm not going to come back again and now i'm looking all systems go to try to get back out to california to go back to that con again this year that the haunt area for that is supposed to be expanded um you know more so than it was even last year so it'll be uh there were some great haunts yeah in in that spot and uh you know for for such a, a small you know, for the fact that it's basically shared space inside of a convention center they they did some great stuff in there yeah i agree so, just, just let everybody know the real reason you want to go 
Jack of the Box? Uh, more Jack in the Box. So, <laughs> Jack in the Box after we eat a Cabo Wabo. And, but, and, uh, and then? Well, I, you know, Midsummer coincides really well this year with um, the, the opening of probably the biggest uh, theme park edition of all time out in Disneyland. So, you know, California trip seems to be in order to be able to get out to Disneyland uh, for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And <laughs> <laughs> and also to uh, hit uh, Universal Studios again and uh, uh, Knott's and try to do some local stuff and everything out there. So, you know, seems seems to make sense to go to Midsummer. So we'll report anyway. back in our next episode what Kyle is, which way Kyle's leaning. Oh, I thought you were going to say, we'll report back in the next episode uh, what happened at Midsummer Scream, because that'll be the next time that we talk. <laughs> you never know. Star Wars land. Is it worth it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so obviously we're not going to be back on the mics next week unless there's some big news to share with you guys. Uh, but in the meantime... Follow us at Four Hauntsmen on Twitter, uh, you know, as well as keeping it tuned to IOM Geek. Or uh, you can follow Kaisman, K Y Z M A N, on Twitter, or me, I O M Paul. I don't know. Joey, you're welcome to share your uh, Twitter address. It's uh, Joey Swearwords. Joey Swearwords on Twitter. And, uh, you know, we'll obviously let you know when a new episode comes out. Um, anything else, guys? No, I think that's uh, that's a wrap. Again, just uh, apologies that uh, we didn't tie things out uh, last year. And, you know, I think a lot of it, things always come down to scheduling, right? So, um, you know, I know as, a, as an audience and a member or a consumer, you want things to be consistent. And uh, we really failed on that, uh, that measure. But uh, we're going to try to do better and hopefully uh, continue with content throughout the off season here leading into the season and uh, keep you guys in tune so hopefully you stick with us thanks everyone for listening yeah thanks a lot we'll be back Bye. soon